BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as, as simply, simply fun, fun kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. This week on Erotic Awakening, W is for what went wrong. Carpet munching, you're doing it wrong. And contracts. You can now purchase books by Dan and Dawn as well as Kinkstarter cards online. Head over to eroticawakening.com and click on the link to buy Dan and Dawn. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you're offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Hi, Bat. Hi, Master. Slave Bat is joining us in the... No, we're not really in a studio again. We are in a... Alcove. Alcove, yes, yes. It, it has very dungeon. dungeony looking. So, at GLLA. At the Great Lakes Leather Alliance weekend, uh, 15? Is this 15, 16? I think it is. I think it's 15. So, it's their, their big celebration. They changed hotels, so it's a little bit of different, not format, but a little different setup. So, they still pretty much kept the same event schedule and, yep. and rocking it. So, so far, seems to be running smoothly. Absolutely. Always a challenge when you move to a new hotel. Uh, so this week on the podcast, we are going to be talking about what went wrong. So, for mm-hmm. example, Don, Uh-oh. I remember one time that I was beating you in the BDSM, and I had this nice... I was actually warming you up with a nice string flogger. Yes, I remember this. And uh, as I stroked back with the string flogger, it caught in a set of nipple clamps. Mm-hmm. So when I swung again, we went from soft, caress, soft, caress, zap with a piece of metal. I remember that very well. <laughs> and I don't recall that actually fucking the scene all up. I think it was more of a surprise for you than anything else. And I think it was a surprise for both of us. It so. was a surprise for both of us. <laughs> but um, that was, see, we were still in that first apartment. Oh, yeah. So that was one of those moments that um, was used to build trust between us. Because you actually stopped and said something of the effect of, oh, that wasn't on purpose. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. And, you know, yes, I'm okay. And then proceeded to continue. So this week I Not was- with the nipple clamps still tied. No, I didn't just continue like that. <laughs> so we will be talking this week about a, when BDSM or relationship stuff goes wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, how to recover from that if it is recoverable. Ooh. Sometimes I bet it's not. But <laughs> We have examples and, of sometimes and, it's not. Though not with us. With you and me. We've been doing this for 16 years. We just kind of fix what went wrong no, no. and keep on going. That thing that happened four years ago, I'm done. I'm just waiting for the moment uh, to tell you. Really? <laughs> yeah, I just haven't had a good... And, you know, I want to have a good time to tell you. You know we have this 48-hour rule? Oh, damn it. <laughs> I thought it was a 48-year No, rule, no, no. <laughs> um, but before we get into that... Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Did you know that the question of the day is on contracts? I did. So, yes. I was actually sitting and talking with someone yesterday, and I don't have his name permission to use, so I shall not. He says in Macchiota, apparently. <laughs> but um, he was talking about, you know, how do I move from being in this, I want to be someone's master into moving to their, being their master. Right. Part of it for me is the idea of having a contract because mm-hmm. it moves you from this, from theoretical to, okay, now we've got an actual plan. Here's what we're going to right. do. 
Right. So and what was the actual question of the day? The question was, they, they are starting a new relationship and they want to do it right. And they've read bits and pieces of what we've written about porch time and communication tools and things like that. But they really want to know how, what pieces should be in a contract and how to figure out what steps you would take. Because they've heard us talk about the dissolution of a contract. You know, what happens if the relationship is done? What steps do you need to take? So they're trying to figure out how to make sure that that's written in there and how to figure out what steps those should be. So, you know, kind of what the hell do we put in this document now that we have a blank piece of paper in front of us? Um, and, I, and hopefully you gave them the advice, we'll go buy our book. I we did, exactly I did, I in. did. So. It's really interesting, though. Bat earlier today mentioned that you are, you are allergic to some sort of a fruit. Strawberries. And that's actually written in our contract? Yes, it is, sir. So that's another valuable part mm-hmm. of a contract, if you remember what's in it. Right. It's, it does help you, though, when you're building things. Like, you know, um, Bat has some hard and soft limits that simply don't come up in our day-to-day life. And it may take six months before it even comes up. And it just sets for a good reminder of these are the things I want to be pushed Mm -hmm. on. These are the things we're not going to be pushed on. This is not something, an area where I need or feel the need to ethically, I don't want to go in that direction. Emergency rooms and whatnot. Emergency rooms is on your hard limit list? Yes, strawberry-induced emergency room visit. okay, fair enough. So, yeah, so, you know, you have that blank piece of paper, so, you know, what do you put on there? And I think the first thing that we put on there was, you know, what kind of relationship was this going to be and how long was this contract going to be for? Because I think our first contract, you know, we were were talking, we didn't use the terminology master-slave at that point. We we talked dom-sub, I think, in our first Mm -hmm. contract. And, um... You know, and we listed this was going to be for a year and a day, and it was a total power exchange, but it was going to cover our needs and wants and desires and, you know, and things like that. So we kind of laid out the, this is what it is, and then wrote out what it is. Right. And then at the end, how to get out of it, and what the, what, are, what do we call the, the clauses at the end? Disillusionment. The there is a disillusionment, but there's also the automatic out clause. So, like, if one of us cheats on the other, mm-hmm. it's an automatic breaking of the contract. Right. So you don't have to go through the dissolution Termination? Steps. Termination, Close? maybe. Yeah, there was something. There was a fancy one. What do we have in ours, Bat? What is a, a auto-termination thing? Your use. Oh, yeah. Wow. Drug use, yes. That's, so. I think that's the only thing in ours. Yeah. That... Um, but, it, but, and again, though, right, you write these contracts suiting for each relationship being somewhat different. I believe that the contract I have with Bat says that I can terminate it on my own whim. Mm-hmm. So that's you know one aspect of that, and that's something that's interesting for someone on the other side of it to, to recognize. This is something I'm signing off on: is that I'm not allowed to just end this contract without some weird ritual. Right. You, on the other hand, can simply say, Sit-you. kind of like a right to work sort of situation. Yeah. Yeah. So. so that's kind of scary. So, but it's also a very empowering document because, mm-hmm. you know, if I have to sit there and list my needs, wants, and desires, I really have to sit and look at who I am and what I need in a relationship and what I just need for me to be a healthy person. Right. You know, and then you're doing the same thing. And then there's another part that is like duties and permissions and protocols. So, you know, I'm signing off on, yes, I want to be punished. So you get to see that in writing. Mm-hmm. You know, not just me saying it in the heat of the moment or whatever. So I'm actually putting it in writing. Yes, you know, I I want to be held to high expectations. Therefore, I realize punishment is involved. So, and if you get to the point where, um, I I guess it builds up your confidence 
as well to know that that's going to be part of the relationship. Absolutely. So yeah. you don't feel like a dick if you're doing it. Right. <laughs> because part of it, right, when you and I first got together 15 years ago? Uh, the first interview was 16 Okay, years we'll call ago. it 15 years ago. Okay. My, all of my previous relationship experience had been to treat women in a certain way and to treat my partners in a certain way with this pure and equal blah, blah, blah stuff which obviously didn't work for me based on the number of failed relationships beforehand, but it helped me to see that you were not only just saying, but you were committing to, on paper, I want to be treated, I want to be held accountable, mm -hmm. I don't want to be treated with kid gloves, I don't want you to walk on eggshells egg when I'm grumpy, right. that kind of stuff. So it helps me to reset my expectations for myself on what my role in the relationship is. Mm -hmm. The other interesting bit about a contract for me is that the relationship that we're building, uh, I mean, we have a wedding contract, I think. Right, yeah, yeah. we have vows. Yeah, I don't recall what is in those that contract that we signed off on with the state, of, I guess the state of Nevada. Nevada, yeah. Um, but in our power exchange contract, we created that word for right. word. We started off by saying, here's how it starts, here's how it ends, here's the bits that go in the middle. So our relationship is very much a constructed relationship. We took our fantasy of mm -hmm. a relationship and committed it to paper. So that's the other value of a contract to me, is you get to commit the, you know, take what your fantasy about a relationship is, decide what's realistic, and commit it to reality. Mm -hmm. Or commit it to a, uh, at least commit it to paper. Right. So, and that way, and do it when you're in a good headspace, so that when things do go wonky, you can look back on the paper that you wrote when you knew what you were creating. Mm hmm so, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's why we're doing this. Do you have any, all this good stuff. Do you have any examples in mind of when things went wonky, that our contract was valuable to bring us back on? Um, wow, I'm trying to think. Because most of our wonkiness has not been with power exchange. It has been with um, Polly. Mm -hmm. So I can't think of a time then. But there's been, when we were first starting out, you know, there was moments where we would both get frustrated you know, and I'm sure we both would want to walk out or something. So the contract would come into play when it was like, we can't walk out the door. Right. There's, there's steps we have to take instead of just walking out the door. So that's when it came into play yeah. for me. So. I, I, it, the funny thing is, uh, so speaking of what went wrong, mm -hmm. one of the things that we've done wrong in our relationship is that we put, and, I, and you hear this, people do this all the time, it, and this is for those of you that are in power exchange relationships, we hear people say, well, things were getting tough, so we took the power exchange and put it on hold until we could get things straightened out. Right. And we certainly tried that. We and tried it certainly that does not work out well for us. Did not work out at all for us. So, um, that, because that's our foundation. You know, that is our foundation. That is how our relationship is structured. And when things are going wonky and you take away that structure, I mean, I kind of, I floundered. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I floundered for quite a bit because now my structure's gone, my, my power exchange that's very important to me is gone, and we're trying something new. So just, yeah, di didn't work for me at all. So that is, that is something we did wrong. I don't know that I want to try that again. Mm -hmm. Yep, I agree. And, and looking back at it, I can see now, um, I think we did actually a really nice job with our contract. Mm -hmm. Actually, considering that we had nothing, no foundation to start with, we created it on our own. Uh, we may have seen some internet contracts. There was, back then, um, but back in the, the days of Prodigy. Back in the days of Prodigy, there was something called 128 slave rules, and that's what I remember looking at and going, "Oh, this is hot! Oh, this is hot!" What do you mean you get to tell me whether or not I get to wear a tampon? 
okay, <laughs> that's a little far. Sir, can we discuss this? Is this going to be expected of me? Mm-hmm. And that kind of started the conversation of what you did expect and what, you know, was in, in, was my decision to mm-hmm. make or, you know, things like that. So that just led to really good discussion because yeah. there was some... There was some there was some stuff on that slave rule list if, that <laughs> involved hygiene and just oh if you're interested anyone interested they can go back we did a five part series about the rule 128 slave rules that's right on the podcast about two years ago yeah you know I I finally found it's been modified I found the old old copy I actually oh, yeah? I think I scanned it when um, I was going through all of our files because the new one doesn't have that stuff on there about moon time and Things like that. And, no, it's and still got some whack stuff. It's there. still got some whack stuff, that's for sure. If you would like to contact us to tell us about your whack stuff or <laughs> submit a question of the day or submit in any other fashion, feel free to reach <laughs> us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or go to the webpage where there's a got comment form. You can contact us that way. Or give us a call, 614 414 2072. I will say, somebody from uh, had called in, asked, they wanted to talk to us about. Progressive swinging, but mm-hmm. we didn't quite get what they wanted to actually know about. So right, and keep... then two hang-ups. So if you're calling, remember it's voicemail. You have to leave a voicemail, yes. so you won't get a hold of us directly. And uh, email is always better if you want to, uh, mm-hmm. uh, unless you just want us to talk about something. Or play your voicemail, your Ooh. voice message on the podcast. That would be awesome. So um, what other examples do you have of when things went wrong? Have you ever had a BDSM scene that you did with someone else that did not go well? That something was, oh, you're and there's a difference the between here. So we're not talking about necessarily. Sometimes things don't go as well as you would have liked, but when you do pickup play, that's right. okay. Uh, every even time when we play, it doesn't always go perfect. Not right? always perfect. This is more of those things that you have to step back from and say, mm, "Here's something I got to recover from." Yeah, I you know, there's only one that pops into my head, and the guy was a sweetheart, um, and we ended up in a hotel room, right? So this is a long time ago, okay, and he ended up single tailing my shins. Okay. So and that took me to a bad place. That took me to a bad place where I had to um, really breathe and think through it to keep from curling up into a ball. Single tailing like a whip. Yes. On your shins. On my shins. Was that on purpose or was that just poor? poor no, nope, it was on purpose. Because, but part of that's my fault because I had just started labeling myself as a masochist mm-hmm. instead of a submissive, thinking I would start drawing the right person in to play with. Right. So I never limited my shins. When we did our first um, uh, moral, used to have educational stuff. Yeah. And I can remember, hell, I've still got it, the little body diagram about where you hit and where you don't hit. Okay. And shins had this big red X through it so not something I thought of bringing up in negotiations to not do stuff with my shins I thought this was a you know come to find out people like it I don't like it (laughs) it sent me into a bad space so but that's about the only one that I can think of we still talk it's not like it was a super dangerous life-threatening thing or whatever so but it was a learning experience so when you step back from that what's the learning experience the learning experience is to negotiate better and don't assume that certain body parts are off limits because someone drew a red X on it during a class <laughs> that the other person didn't go to. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. We'll be driving home tomorrow and I'll be thinking about this. But um, do you have any? Well, there's always situations, uh, there's plenty of situations that come to mind where toys break during the middle of a scene. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and there's not, I, I shouldn't say there's that many. We, we talk about whether you should buy your toys from a vendor, you know, or just go to Walmart and pick right. up something like that. And the difference being, um, and I'm going to plug KJ Kane's in a moment here, but regardless <laughs> of that, the difference being the shit that I buy at uh, World Market, the pizza Yes, it was the pizza upper, slicer picker-upper. Um, That's splintered. Yeah, it's splinters <laughs> and it falls apart. So some of the cheaper shit that we get is actually cheaper shit and it falls apart. So, but I, so we certainly have situations I can recall where I've had a cane break on someone, or I've had that pizza mm-hmm. pizza cutter thing break you on the someone. Cane, you whipped the cane by my ear and it snapped in half. Yeah, once. that was an uh, acrylic one. I think yeah, it was. Um, so there are times where you have, a, and I can think of a really good equipment malfunction that I'm going to remind you of, and you're going to say, "Oh shit." Uh-huh. Uh huh. When you're playing with somebody and the toy breaks, if the toy breaks in such a way that it doesn't do damage to the person. Both the situations that I'm thinking of, it didn't actually damage the person. It just during the play, it broke. Right. Right. The challenge then becomes, as long as you have a level of confidence in yourself and your own abilities, you take the broken toy, you set it aside, and you flip to something else. You don't make a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if it actually harms the bottom incorrectly, right? We're, we're talking BDSM. You want to hurt your bottom, but you've harmed your bottom incorrectly. Perhaps you've left a splinter then it may well be that you're going to slow down, you're going to stop, you're going to attend to that. But again, having enough confidence in yourself that you can just continue and keep going. Um, now, there are situations where you do have to actually stop, where the scene actually has to stop. So I have a couple of those. One of them... One popped into my head. This may not be one of yours, though. Is uh, we were... I was kind of pretending to choke you. Oh, yeah. And I accidentally, we were in West Virginia. Yeah, and I accidentally choked you out and dropped mm-hmm. you to your knees. That was an accident. I, had not, I intended to not really do breath play per se, except for I just wanted you to get the feeling that I could choke you. Well, I could. Um, but see, that one you see as a what went wrong, and I see as a, can we do that again? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but it is for me, it is 100% a, a went wrong because it was not the intended. I lost control of the scene. Right. Um, if I had fallen one way instead of the other, I w- it would have been into the pool table. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Right. Fortunately, so here's the good and bad that I did for that. The good mm-hmm. is that regardless of the fact that we were at a particular place and we were um, there to present, so we were in our presenter space, right. I still called for help, and I got people to help me and help lift you up and all that kind of jazz. Mm-hmm. The bad, I, I smile think, on my face. Huh? <laughs> I remember having a smile on my face. You have a smile on, on your face now. <laughs> yes. The uh, bad thing, I think, is that I ended up stopping the scene because it shook me up. Mm. Uh, and I, I don't know that that's bad per se, but it doesn't lead you to trust me to play, right? I should have had enough confidence in myself to say, okay, well, I'm just not going to do that anymore. You're obviously okay. Let's keep playing. So, you had a different one come to mind. I had a different one come to mind. Oh, mine was, um, we were at, uh, see, I'm still thinking about the whole <laughs> drop into the floor. I like that one. And you know what? And actually the way you handled it worked for me, okay. so it, it was okay either way, you know, because I could tell you were shaken up. So that that was probably the correct thing to do. I don't know. Um, the other one was when we were at La Femme Cravache. I was up on a cross. Oh, right, And right, you had right. used um, karate belts, all different colored karate belts to tie me to the cross. Yeah. And I had to red out because I didn't know I was coming down with stomach flu, right? We found that out later. But I was lightheaded and had to red out as I'm dropping... And you're having to call for the DM, who I think was a new guy that's back into our life that 
anyway, that we came across in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. That used to be, I think yeah. he was the DM at the time. And um, so he ran in to grab me while you untied the belts. Yeah. So I think the reason I think of that as something that went wrong in the scene is, is we probably shouldn't have used karate belts with no safety scissors well, there's... that were all knotted up. I mean, it was really pretty, but trying to get me out fast yep. was not happening. And that's a great example of uh, where, you know, part of the whole... One of the things that uh, Jay Wiseman teaches in, in every single one of his rope classes is about having the safety scissors with you. Right. And having a flashlight. I don't think you. we had met him at that point. I don't think so. <laughs> we were as but long we had time thought ago. About, so you're right. You know, what, I would say that you know, we handled it okay, but the, what went wrong there was that there was no easy there escape. Was no there easy. was no this, I, here, let me just cut the ropes and get you out. Right. He had I to had nothing to cut you with. Right. Uh, While well, you had to untie each one. It was beautiful. It was reds and blues and oranges and <laughs> all our karate belts. And, uh, and a whole lot of white belts, too. A whole lot of white belts. But, um, but, yeah, that could have gone bad. You know, because we didn't follow safety. Yeah. Oh, I got a better one. Oh, that. no. Didn't happen to us. Matt, do you have any what went wrong stories you'd like to throw in here at this point? Well, I, I was just actually thinking about the one that uh, involves a sex scene, the planned sex scene I had, where in the middle of the sex scene, it became really obvious that my idea of what safer sex was, even though I thought I had negotiated it, was entirely not what the other person thought mm-hmm. and had to stop the scene. There was no way that was going forward. There was no, right. there was no coming out of that. Uh, whatsoever coming out of <laughs> <laughs> yeah no pun intended no pun intended no pun intended um, so I was really happy that I made the choice I made um, and I mean I didn't have any regrets about that but that's when I learned that I had to sit down and explain to people that you know if you're putting a condom on to, penet- to penetrate penetrate me penetrate me me that, that means that you can't penetrate another condom with the same condom on and then come <laughs> at me that's protecting you but that's not protecting us right right a sort of thing which I never would have thought you had to explain to right somebody because really I, I, that's a different I, I guess that's where they're thinking about so was there a recovery from that uh <laughs> Other than, I mean, you stopped the scene, but did, was there a I, Well, that, uh, I'm sorry. I cut you off. No, no, I was just going to ask, was there, is there a way that you, how do you recover from that, or do you? Well, my way of recovering was the, to plant the person that could fuck the person on top of my body and let them go ahead and continue their, I mean, so I stayed, I, I stayed tethered to the scene. Right. But I... So you, you led the direction of the scene in a new in direction. A new direction, so that yes, that wasn't... So I think they still, there was coming. There was coming. Which is awesome. not on me or in me. Nice. Or adjacent to me. That works. <laughs> that works. So. You know what else makes me come? Uh-oh. <laughs> Canes? Really? <laughs> Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by KJ Canes, home of the original designer Glow in the Dark and Light Up Canes. It's where art and pleasure come together to suit your unique style. Ow. They have the biggest Ow. selection of canes Ow. on the net. Ugh. And it's more than canes. Check out the brand new KJCanes.com for a great selection of hand-poured, low-temp paraffin and soy wax candles, as well as all the basics such as gags, collars, fetish jewelry, nipple clamps, whips, bloggers, paddles, vibes, and more. EA listeners get 10% off of orders of $25 or more with the discount code DANANDDAWN15. Head over to KJK, KJCanes.com right now and buy some stuff. Support the podcast. Buy some stuff. Buy some stuff now. <laughs> right now. Um, we, we've got our KJ Canes with us. Do we? Ooh. Yeah, we do. Excellent. We should go use them. We should. The, uh, I do, do want to talk have... about, so I have this one other really big, you're, this is going to be your favorite fuck up, or oh, no. what went wrong story so okay. far from a play perspective. I don't think that we have a better one okay. in mind. 
I know that there's better ones out there. Okay. Uh, but things that we were directly involved in. Mm-hmm. But first, I do see that you have... Earlier today, Bet had food on boobs. You had food on boobs? Oh, you did. You did. We were eating Chinese. We were eating oh, Chinese yes. and you had rice on your boobs. Yes. It's and you said now. it was an accident, but I think you were teasing me. <laughs> but we also got some tentacle links in. So did we know? We did. We got... This one was awesome. It was by Aardvark, and it was a Henson creature shop. So there was actually somebody in a tentacle, like... Costume. rubber costume I mean okay. so so it looked like and he said that it would take a couple of other people to work all of the tentacles oh that one yes yes so, <laughs> but I think that would be awesome that was like a life size costume that was really neat well you have a 50th birthday coming up sometime uh, I have a couple of years uh, okay a couple of years yeah. okay. I can speed it up though if that means I get a tentacle scene well, there you go okay. <laughs> and then someone else sent me a picture it's of um, it was a yarn shop of all things in Baltimore mm-hmm and in the window, there was an octopus hanging down. So it had, I don't know what it was made out of, because you couldn't see it as well, because there was such a glare in the window that it reflected the street behind, mm-hmm. you know, across the street from the store. So it actually looked like the octopus was getting ready to attack the town. <laughs> so it was kind of neat with the way the reflection was taken. So that, that was pretty awesome. I, I'm not a big... Is that a, the, yep, that was by Naughty Daisy. Okay. I'm not a big fan of yarn. No? No, because yarn gets together, if you put enough yarn together, together you get a carpet. A carpet. <laughs> and maybe that's not true. But so we're driving to GLLA. Yes. And um, I forget, what, do you remember what we were talking about? You, we and were, were you had turned off my Adam aunt who was singing Strip. Uh-huh. And I'm just singing along because it's dark and I sing when I'm driving and it's dark because it keeps me awake. So you had turned that off and we started talking about something that you were doing on your computer. Do you remember it at all? I don't remember, remember at all. So, so there's a pickup truck in front of us, not directly in front of us, but the lane to the right in front of us. And like in slow motion, it was. A it really was. Came off the back of the truck mm-hmm. and slowly it unfurled as it shifted lanes from the lane it was in to our lane. lane like like it wall. was drawn towards us and it was a wall. And all of us made panicky noises. As I ran over the carpet. Yeah, and I think yeah, I felt like you you joggled the wheel a little, but there's really nothing to be done, right? There's nothing. I mean, thank goodness I didn't act quicker because I could have gone left or right to try to get around it, but instead just hit it dead on. So hoping it wasn't going to hit the windshield. Yeah. So that was pretty scary. Very scary. Had it been, <laughs> um, had the timing been different by a second, you know, either the carpet hits and. Um, lays into the windshield so we can't see right. as we're driving down the road. Right. Or it's, it doesn't unfurl. It stays as a solid thing and pounds the car that way, which who knows what that does. Right. Um, Instead, it unfurled, and so it was kind of like just driving over a strip of carpet. Yeah. Which We would, thought. We thought. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so did we pull over to check out the car? No. no. Because it was dark. Did we try to pull over at a rest stop later to check out the car? No. Dawn just kept on driving. We are going to get to the hotel. It's dark, and I want to go to bed. (laughs) So so we get to the hotel or to the stoplight in front of the hotel. Oh, yes. And then someone's trying to get us to roll our window down, and we roll the window down, and they're like, "Um, you're dragging something behind you. It kind of looks like a rope or something. Mm -hmm. So we pull into the parking lot, and, yeah, we have about a 20-foot piece of tangled carpet. Remnant things. Remnant things, yes. Hooked up under the engine and through the back tire and... (laughs) 
<laughs> so here's an inter- yes, and so the short version of this is, of course, we're all okay, and no actual harm was done to the no, car. No, the car seemed either. like it was doing fine, so I just assumed we had just driven across it. And fortunately, um, here at the we were pulling into GLLA. I posted to the GLLA list. And we had a couple of different people respond by either offering advice or offering to actually look at the car. Mm-hmm. We actually had somebody who is skilled, mechanically inclined type of person come out Friday, crawled under the car and said, oh, it's this, this, don't worry about it. Hey, but we do need to take your wheel off. So why don't we take it over to my house tomorrow and I'll jack it up and I'll take the wheel off and we'll check it and we'll put it all back together. And just, you know, it was nothing like a, a you can pay me sort of thing. It was just a, we're at the same leather event and mm-hmm. I want to help you out. That was awesome. That was awesome. Because, come to find out, our little Kias don't have spare tires. Is that what you're telling me? Absolutely. And maybe, I don't know if you know this, oh, podcast listeners. If you've bought a new car, you may or may not have a spare tire and a jack. Uh, You know what? The guy asked me, well, do you have the, you know, a jack? And uh, and we'll just do it right now. And I said, of course I have a jack. It's a car. Cars come with jacks. But I never actually looked. And I opened it back and there's a can of Fix-A-Flat. Now, it looked like very professional-looking fix-a-flat, but there is no place for... A, there's no jack. There's no spare Did he tire. tell you what it was wound about? Did you talk to him? Because when he took it off, did he tell you what it was wound uh-uh. about also? No. The brake line. Oh, is that it, bad? Yes. So if it had pulled... If we'd have yanked it If we would have anything, yanked it or if it had pulled probably and snapped sliced. while we were driving, it would have affected your ability to stop that car. Wow. So, yeah. but see, if we'd have pulled over to check it out, we probably just would have tried to pull it off. Right. Not knowing what was wrong with it. So. Right. Yeah. I still feel like we made the right decision. Yeah, plus you have air in your tires now. <laughs> well, yeah, I did put he air put, in my put, tires as well. He put air in there, too. So, uh, very kind, uh, Sir Jay. I will not say your name because we don't have permission, but very kind of you to help us out that way. And that did lead us into this conversation of if this was a kink event, you know, do our people as, is it more, is the family atmosphere of a kink event equal to that of a leather event? And we, I don't know that we can answer that because we know so many people at a kink event. Right. If we reached out, we would probably get help regardless. Right. So I don't know that we could honestly answer that. But, but uh, the, the, what you can do is if we're at a kink event, the solution is to be right. those people. Exactly. So indeed, indeed. So here's my uh, what would... Or, um, what is our topic? What, what went wrong? Uh, what went wrong? And I can't believe you don't remember this one. This is one of our favorites. Uh-oh. Um, we were watching, so uh, I will use the name M and V. V okay. was put in a, and I'll explain it for bat with my hands, which podcast listeners, this one help. <laughs> so picture V was put in a body bag and on a table, flat table, right? Yes. And was it her head or feet that was chained? I don't remember. I'm going to say it's her feet. So her feet were chained, and then the table is turned on its uh, so it's turned vertical. Oh, yeah. Right? So she's oh, in the body bag and held by a chain on her feet on the vertical thing, right? So we're bringing up the table to vertical. And apparently, uh, the person who was topping the scene did not really set the chain correctly. So she just slid in the body bag down the table. To a cement floor. Down to the cement floor. Uh, so that was a hell of a scene going wrong. That was. That was. They were screaming. Involved. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember this. They were screaming involved. Yeah, maybe that's why I can't do a body bag. Nah, I think I'm just claustrophobic. That would have totally screwed with yes. my head. That would have totally screwed with my head as it hit the floor. Yeah. <laughs> so how is V? V's fine. Okay. He was not v, injured. V's from fine and actually just finished doctor school. Okay. So doing okay in the in the brain department. I just needed yes. to know that. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, good lord. We have 
We'll get to that one too. Oh no. <laughs> um, so, but how did they take care of the situation? You know, they took care of the situation. Oh my God. They... Yeah, but so I don't believe that they, I don't feel that they really handled the situation well, well in my recollection. Uh, M was so, uh, the top was so struck by this mis, uh, poorly done scene that she um, kind of panicked and she was over apologetic and she's like, um, I, don't, I can't recall ever seeing her top in public again since then, which she probably did, but it really struck me that that was really impactful to their relationship. Mm-hmm. So I can see that. I can oh, and I that. just remembered the, one of the first things I ever saw at my first event that you were with me. Yeah? When the wrong nail was used. <gasps> yeah, I was not and, in there. And I there. don't want to give too many details about it because it's a very specific thing that only one person I know of does. But the wrong nail was used in a scene to actually attach a body part. <laughs> and, and so the, the body part ripped away. That was my very first kink event. And, that, and I was alone in there. Right, because I was somewhere else. Clutching the bottom of the chair. Yep, I was, um, and and that, was a, that was a situation where the top was so distra- distraught over what had happened that mm-hmm. everybody needed aftercare. The people giving aftercare got aftercare. It was like, right. a, it was like right. a, so No, that's yeah. a situation where although that scene was her, her, went very bad, um, they're both together. The and they do the same thing. And they still do that. Yes. And so they figured out how to get past that. Absolutely. I will say I have seen them do that scene, and the person topping is really uh, needs great aftercare after doing it. They don't like doing that. it. I mean, they, yeah. do, they do it. They don't, it's not that they just like doing it, but they do it as, an, as, a, gift. as a gift to the person. Yes. Yeah. Now, our most famous what went wrong, and we're not trying to tell a lot of what went wrong stories when we're not directly involved mm-hmm. because you can't tell the whole story. But there's the always the, uh, this is a, a famous one from our local community here in Columbus. Oh, so that one. Some guy oh. got suspended by rope. Oh, yes. And then his. Uh, we don't even have that. We don't even have those parts. And we don't even like, have those parts. Oh, no, I don't but, know why you guys but he was. He was suspended on two different pieces of equipment, which was part of the problem. (laughs) So his body was suspended from one piece, and his junk, his parts, were suspended from another piece. And the piece that his body was suspended from collapsed. So he fell. So he fell. But his junk didn't. But his junk didn't. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> like a catapult or something. Yeah, it was it was very horrific. That was near the the beginning of yeah. our time together too. It was very now, horrific for the person, for the community, for wow. All right, now this uh, our understanding of this situation was that, it, and we do know that the person who led that scene was a pro dame, and our understanding is that the person who was receiving that scene was not their their spouse was not aware. That they were off to visit a pro dame. Right. So it is a little tricky to have to explain, honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know how you have that conversation. I don't. Well, when like they visit the hospital, yeah. where did yes. you lose it? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Right. right. So, where did you lose but, your penis? I, but, I'm not sure. I had it when I left for work. I don't recall whatever. But how did that person handle the scene? They ran away. They left. Well, well, and maybe that's what you need to do sometimes. But they left the community. So. Yeah. Yeah. They. They certainly got. Even on the pro dame boards, uh, mm-hmm. she was getting a lot of shit. Yeah. So, uh, of course, now that's not a situation we really know the full story. True. We've gone from here's what we do know to here's where we've heard rumors. So, right. so we don't know. Right. Right. Yeah. 
But that so one you, is pretty extreme. So do you, uh, as we are uh, preparing to wrap up this one, do you have any other thoughts of what went wrong situations? We're getting ready to have a scene tonight. We're getting ready to have a rough scene tonight. Yes, I'm I'm kind of scared now. So, but um, things that have gone wrong, no, not. I mean, there's like you said, there's been missteps in some of our scenes or scenes I've been with other people, and you know, but uh, nothing that hasn't been fixed on the spot. So I I can't think of anything else. Yeah, but the only other one that comes to my mind, which isn't really a what went wrong. You know what? And here's the reality. Your scenes are going to have little bumps along the mm-hmm. way, right? There's the uh, a situation where you, where you, uh, somebody spent 25 minutes putting you in rope bondage, and it was too cold to be left outside. Oh my in god! Rope bondage, it was so right? flipping cold that night. Apart. Right. There's the scene at the same event, as a matter of fact, where I was in the middle of doing this really what I thought was a very intense spanking scene with somebody, and they cut out the music. And they were announcing raffle ticket winners or something like <laughs> right. that. Right in the middle of the in the middle of the the playtime in the dungeon. That was yeah. So little things like that. There's, but those are and, and you know hearing you're in the middle okay. of a scene and How about like Nelson mi- comes up. Yes, we have had that or Casey and the Sunshine Band. Right. So we've had the one where um, oh you and I were doing an intense scene. You had taken four feet of chain. And had was shoving it into my pussy, uh-huh. right? And then while you're doing that, it's intense, it's hot, it's fabulous. Someone puts a traffic cone on their head <laughs> and runs into that section of the dungeon to try to fuck someone else that's on the table next to us. Yes. But they have a traffic cone on their head. And they're like, ta-da, here I come, dun 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 you know, and they're running towards, you know, yeah, kind of, so the, but those are like scene screw-ups that aren't our fault sort of thing, but how do you deal, you know, how do you deal with that? That went wrong, that was intense, I mean, that could have totally screwed with my head, and instead you took charge of it and just turned it into something else, yeah. morphed it into something else. The challenge is, you know, when you play in public, these things are going to happen, right, and right. be aware that you don't control the space in public land. You control your own little scene. And even then, I will say, the very, very, very first time you and I played in public, I think, I was flogging you, and somebody, some drunken person just kind of oh, walked into yeah. our space and said, hey, and tried to touch you. me. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that yeah. time I got groped by the drunk lady. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, could, yeah, that could have lady. gone really, sure. really bad. Yeah. So. But again, a lot of that is, you know, there's appropriate ways to respond to that stuff. But that's more of a, if you play in public, things like that may or may not happen. Mm-hmm. Just deal, just roll with it. It's not a big deal. Sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So yeah. So there's there's things we've been through. Like I said, probably our biggest one is the whole removing our foundation. You know what? Realizing that was that was the bad thing to do. Yep. Yep. So you know where that kind of stuff never happens? <laughs> where? Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Coming up next, something fun and exciting that we haven't looked up yet, but you can look it up. At adventuresinsexuality.org. Nice, nice. You can also rate us on iTunes, tweet about us, like us on Facebook, tell your friends. Indeed. And there's a lot of Twitters going out right now, a lot of tweets, a lot of twits, a lot of tweets going out right now about um, Beyond the Love, because that's only, what, five weeks from now? Yeah. (laughs) Six weeks, five weeks, six weeks, we should start getting ready for that. So, but actually, we, uh, tickets have been selling like crazy, early bird just ended, so you're going to want to get your your regular price tickets now before they bump up in price for late tickets, if there's any left by then. Which I cannot imagine I don't think there will be. Yeah. Uh, Anything else? No, no. Bat? Yes, sir. 
All right. So uh, hopefully tonight, uh, actually, I bought someone in auction to play with the two of you. Hopefully that won't <laughs> add to our next season's What Went Wrong. <laughs> Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show and its educational branch, the Monkey Puzzle Club. Join us the third Friday of each month for Fetish Workplay Friday at Club Princeton in Columbus, Ohio. Classes begin at 8 p.m. with party immediately following. You can also catch the Guilty Pleasure Stage Show at the Blue Fickle in Columbus, Ohio, the fourth Friday of every month. The Monkey Puzzle Club meets every Wednesday at 8 p.m. at the room at the Columbus Insight Center. Follow us on Twitter at Monkey Puzzle Ohio or O-H. You can also follow... I-O! No. <laughs> you can also follow both Guilty Pleasures and Monkey Puzzle Club on FetLife.com for all announcements and discussions. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don. Bye, Bat. Bye, Bat. <laughs>